Good evening, Toastmasters, would be Toastmasters listeners and friends. You're very welcome to the talk show for talkers on irishradiointernational.com. Our email address is info at irishtalkers.com. You can also find us on Facebook as the talk show for talkers. You can find us on Facebook as the talk show for talkers. We welcome your comments, questions and feedback. You can also check us out on our website, irishtalkers.com. And on that website, you can have a look at the Public Speaking Weekly, which is a weekly newspaper that we also publish, which is full of gems and pearls. And I'm joined this week by the Mercurial Maura O'Brien. Maura, you're welcome. Good evening, folks, and uh, I'm very pleased to be here again, Ted. We have a very interesting show for you today. We have, as usual, the thought for the week, and we have the word of the week. We also have an interview with you for you for with a very interesting lady whom I won't tell you too much about now, but she's uh, a distinguished Toastmaster. She stayed with us for the second, the third part of our show tonight to talk about online access and online clubs and hybrid clubs. And then in the fourth section, we're going to delve a little bit deeper into pathways. So, Ted. That's very interesting. Looking forward to this show, Moira. Would you like to give us your thought? I certainly will. My thought for the week is a paragraph. So, prick up your ears, listeners. Of all the talents bestowed upon man, none is so precious as the gift of oratory. He who enjoys it wields a power more durable than that of a great king. He is an independent force in the world. And that is by? And that was given to us by Winston Churchill. And what prompted me to use this particular quote is that since we are in Oscar week, and since Gary Oldman won an Oscar for his portrayal of Winston Churchill, that is what inspired me to come up with this particular quote. As you said when we are talking off air, that of course when you hear this you immediately think of orators like Winston Churchill, but also like uh, orators, great orators like Martin Luther King. Indeed. Comes to mind. And John F. Kennedy. John F. Kennedy. Yeah. Barack Obama, maybe. Barack Obama, possibly, yes. But my reference here really is is more, I think, aimed at the ordinary man. We we know ordinary people. I know now that Martin Luther King wasn't an ordinary man. He was an extraordinary man. But he wasn't, and he was in charge of the civil rights movement. He was the the voice for the civil rights movement. But it wasn't as if he was an elected representative like a president, you sure, know what I mean? Sure, But uh, it's the gift of oratory and the, the fact that if you have the gift of oratory, you have this power. You have. You can move, you can move is, people, yeah, yes. That is yeah. greater than yeah. that of a king. Which is yeah. something that we strive for in Toastmasters. We do. We strive for excellence. And since we're on that, one of the things that I'd like to chat about too today would be our international president. Balraj Aruna Salam. Would you like to hear the word of the day first? I'd love to hear the word of the day first. (laughs) Okay, Ted. Well, the word of the week, sorry, the word of the day, word of the week. I actually used this on a a club we went to yesterday. Uh, We were doing a demonstration meeting for uh, a new corporate club. And we used this word then. And it was very well used, I have to say, at the meeting. The word is convoluted. It's not a terribly common word, but it's a very easy word to use. 
as we found out yesterday. The meanings, it has two main meanings. The first one is twisted or coiled. And I have to say that I didn't know that that was one of its meanings. Yeah, I didn't but either, actually. Yeah. The one that's most commonly used is being complicated or intricately intricately involved. There you are, I made a convoluted mess of that, didn't Excellent, I? Excellent, <laughs> yeah, I like you got hold of that, yeah. And the example is a, a convoluted way of describing a simple device. And it was first recorded in around uh, 1805 to 1815. <coughs> the word obviously came from convolute with the, uh, the past tense. And so convolutedly is, a, is also an adjective. Convolutedness, uh, I can't see when using that, but that's the noun version. And mm. unconvoluted is the obverse, not the reverse. What I feel about this particular word, actually, Mara, convoluted, those of us who would not be tech-savvy when we're reading stuff that we want to do, and I, I, I'm thinking of pathways as well, because we're going to be doing a lot of stuff with technology, as far as I know, with pathways. Sometimes you want to read how to do something and it can be quite convoluted. Indeed. For and those of us who are not tech-savvy, maybe absolutely. for people who are tech-savvy, they won't find it convoluted at all. But even when you look at Pathways, and at the moment we are still just looking at it because we still have another we started it yet, yeah. 11 days before we actually start, it is very convoluted, or it seems very convoluted. It does, it does. It seems, it seems we're, going to, we're going to try and simplify it a bit for you. Excellent, that's superb. Now, Ted, let's uh, have a look at the magazine. Yeah, I was going to look at um, what our international president gives us every month, his viewpoint, because, again, it, this touches on pathways, and he asks the question, what's one of the scariest words in the English language? And, of course, that word has changed. People cringe and shy away when they hear this word change and he makes the reference isn't it a small world why does this word cause so much consternation because it's all around us and it's how we challenge ourselves it's how we grow and it's how we develop that you should be looking for something new most of your life just to keep things fresh and and so he i think he makes some great points our children grow up, our friends retire, the weather is ever changing. We have a classic example in this side of the world. We this did. time last week we couldn't yes. get out our doors because of four feet of snow. Today it's like the middle of June. Well, I wouldn't say the middle of June, but well, it's, it's certainly uh, mild. Well, when you compare <laughs> it with this day last week. I, indeed, you know, indeed. And so we have all these uh, ever-changing obligations and routines and outlook they all change over time, as, and he, he uses a lovely quote. The poet Alfred Lord Tennyson wrote, in order, sorry, the old order changeth, changeth, leading, yielding place to new. And I think that's lovely, uh, because yes. things change all the time. Yeah, no, the, the world doesn't stand still. No, the world doesn't stand, stand still. Stand Just sti in the same way that, uh, <laughs> technology moves on, language moves on, language changes. We use, we use many different words or different meanings of words 
today than we used 50 or 60 years ago. So true. Even the word you use today is the word of our word of the day or the word of the week, convoluted. It's quite a modern word, actually, being in the, 18, in the 1800s. 1800s yes, yes, but I would imagine it was used more back in the 1800s than it yeah, is now. Probably, yeah. And probably there's more need for it to be used now, if you uh, think de about definitely. it. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Definitely. You know? yeah. yeah. So yeah. Balraj gives us this, and he's talking about the, this um, pathways that we're going to come into. The type of reaction is that people were saying, oh, we don't want it. They were even saying this before they knew exactly what, what it is yeah. or what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Because we still don't really know, but I'm really looking forward to it. So we can change things up. Imagine we're all going to be starting afresh and yes. we're going to be looking at these new yes. um, opportunities that we're going. I think it's mm. fantastic. Indeed. And I'm, I'm a little bit sorry in some ways that I'm so close to finishing the the present the old yes, of course. path mm -hmm. uh, i have 11 species left to do and i just need to finish my high performance leadership project mm -hmm. and that will get me to distinguished toastmaster but it would be i would have been far more interested to have gone in straight into pathways and started from scratch but that would be wasting the last three, it would. three and a half years but the beauty of it is that what you can do is you'll be on a twin track because you still have two years to finish your 11 speeches so you can still you can still pick up this accolade of being a, dis a distinguished toastmaster it, d it doesn't mean you're going to stop no, oh, because no, no, no. pathways no. we're not going to forget everything overnight no we're going to continue and we're still going to be using all the tools tips and techniques sure. that we've picked up as toastmasters sure. on the educational path sure
Welcome back, Toastmasters, to the second section of the show. And as promised at the beginning of the show, we have an interview for you today. And our interviewee is a very distinguished Toastmaster from the Philippines via America. Michelle Alvalim, you're very welcome. Hi there. As Myra, you've just mentioned my name, I'm actually based in Oregon, the United States, but right now I'm here in Cebu City, Philippines. Yeah, I, I was guessing, Michelle, and forgive me for, for so doing, that you are originally from the Philippines, or at least your family is originally from the Philippines. So, Michelle, our first question, we give all these questions to all our Toastmaster guests. What first brought you to Toastmasters? That's an interesting question, because my route to Toastmasters was probably very different from most other Toastmasters. I did not join Toastmasters to conquer my fear of public speaking. I was afraid of almost everything else, including driving and swimming and heights. I was not afraid of public speaking. That was the only thing I was not afraid of. So that wasn't my reason for joining. I joined to pay back a favor to a friend. She had been on my case to and those matching for for years, and I constantly blew her away, and I owed her a big repayment of a favor she did for me, and I said, "How do I pay you back?" And she said. You know what I asked you to do. I want you to attend a Toastmasters meeting. And I said, Oh, no, not that. Anything else? And she said, Just please go. So I went. And the first meeting, I was asking, How do I join? So, yeah, that's how I got to Toastmasters through a friend. Okay. Well, our second question is What is the greatest benefit that Toastmasters has given you? Well, thank you for giving me the opportunity to wrap up on the first question because I realized like it is with table topics I realized after I'd answered <laughs> your first question that it didn't quite make sense so why was I asking to join at, on, on the first meeting and that's the answer to the second question I discovered that Toastmasters was this amazing opportunity to share feedback to people who not only welcome the feedback they actually thanked you for it and they even put you on a schedule and they gave you two to three minutes to give them feedback that you would have wanted to give anyway. <laughs> so it was wonderful. I love the educational component of Toastmasters. My personal mission in life is helping to bring out the best in people and organizations. And I found Toastmasters to be the perfect vehicle to help me achieve my mission. So I'm now 21 years with those masters. 21 years, my goodness. <laughs> I think you must consider yourself to be what I am becoming, and that is a Toastmaster junkie. Well, yes, I've always said to people that if I have to be hooked to anything, if I have to be addicted to anything, it better be something positive something that's educational, something that's going to help me grow, and that is Toastmasters. So yes, I confess I am a Toastmasters junkie, Toastmasters addict, call it what you want. I need my fix every, maybe not every single day, but several times a week. I need my Toastmasters fix. That's good. Okay, next question then. What has been your biggest Toastmaster challenge? The challenge for me with Toastmasters is at least on two levels. 
one personally with Toastmasters, I am a different kind of Toastmaster. I have different expectations. And one of the challenges I've encountered is when I meet people who've only been in one club and they have this notion that their club has the right way of doing things. And I've been to literally hundreds of clubs and how to persuade these individuals that their club doesn't have a monopoly on how those masters does on the individual level. I'm a leader, I've been a district director and that elevates the challenge to a much higher level where trying to get people in a district to see and understand that their district is wonderful but there's a whole wide world out there and their district again doesn't have the monopoly on everything and and the wonderful thing is people gradually come to grips with that and once they understand that and they get really excited and then they're running ahead of you and I love it when people who formerly didn't want to deal with anything outside the district are now the ones bringing in things from other districts it, it's full cycle and so the challenge now becomes a fabulous opportunity. Did you find that your your experience as a district director made a huge difference to the way that you saw the, the organization as a whole? Well that's again you ask really really thought-provoking questions and I have to pause before I answer that I joined those masters in District 75, which is the Philippines, and I was in District 75 and I served up to area director, or back then it was area governor. Then I moved to California, Founders District, where Ralph Smedley started those masters, and I was there for five years, and again I served up to area director level. And then I moved to Oregon in 2012, and that's where I eventually went all the way to district director. So. I had been attending international conventions for several years before I became a district director and I had been dealing with directors and international presidents and all that. So personally it did not really change me because I had already been in the international circles before that, but it changed my concept of leadership. I realized that the tagline where leaders are made so true when you start moving up to the director level because I had to apply every single skill I knew about communicating and then some. I'm a seven habits facilitator but even that was put to the test trying to understand and trying to communicate to people in a way that they could understand and then we could have synergy and real collaboration. That was an amazing learning experience. That's fascinating. I've met many Toastmasters, but outside of our district, very few. I think our regional director and our regional advisor are the only ones I've met outside of our district. So apart from my attendance at the Firebirds Collective, which uh, I've recently joined. So it's very interesting to hear from a completely different background to our insular little selves, a view of Toastmasters. And I find it fascinating. If you were able to, what would you like to change about Toastmasters? So let's say that you're now on the board of directors and you have the power to make a big change. What would you like to do? 
gosh, your questions are becoming more and more challenging, not because I don't want to answer them, but because I want to say, Mara, you got to give me an hour to answer this. No, but seriously, <laughs> let, let me try. Let me try and do it in as brief as possible. But those masters started as a communication organization, and we still, even now that our tagline is where leaders are made, we still say that leaders are made because we teach them how to communicate better and more effectively. What I would like to change is for, for those masters, and I say this with love because I love those masters. I, most of the people in world headquarters are my friends, and I tell this to them. So it's not like I'm telling you, but I'm not telling them. What I would like those masters to do is to communicate better. <laughs> I mean, I live on the Facebook groups, especially yeah. those masters Facebook groups. And I constantly hear this lament that for an organization of communicators, World Headquarters certainly doesn't walk the talk. And, and I always try and come in and redirect and say, well, you know, if you have 350,000 members around the world, then it's not as easy to communicate as just communicating with 350 people. I know that. I believe that. But on the other hand, I also feel that there are many, many, many missed opportunities to communicate. For example, Pathways, the communication was a little bit, well, it was inadequate to say the least. Those masters could have communicated earlier, sooner, and more frequently. And even now, if you look at the Pathways discussion forum, which I created, and now we have close to 3,000 members, you often hear that, that, well, why wasn't this communicated more clearly? And sometimes I feel that our forum is replacing the official Pathways folks in international. And my forum says we are an unofficial discussion forum. But people come to us for answers. I would have preferred that they could have gotten from international. For one thing, we don't even have a 1-800 number. We don't have people who pick up the phone at midnight in California because it is noon in, in Abu Dhabi or something or in mm. Beijing. Mm. So I would like us to have 24-7 communication so that people could call at any time. I would like us to communicate better in writing. I would like the website to be more concise, clearer, and they're improving. They're constantly improving, but I would like the improvement to be more focused and not feedback-driven in the sense that Michelle sees something that's incorrect on the website, takes a screenshot, sends it to them, and within a couple of weeks, yes, they've improved it. But I would like the communication to be initiated by Toastmasters and to be more concise, more clear, and definitely more frequent. That was very concise. And I, I do agree with you wholeheartedly. One of my biggest complaints about Pathways has been the lack of information that has come through. And we've all been desperate <laughs> to find out what is Pathways, what, what effect are they going to have, what's it going to do for new members, what can we tell new members coming in? <laughs> That, well, that's a discussion for maybe another day. But uh, the last of our standard right. five questions, which we give to everyone, is, and I think you probably already answered it, what keeps you coming back to Toastmasters? <laughs> yeah, I guess I kind of answered that. Uh, but I would like to respond a little bit more to that. I guess there's three reasons. One is the friendships. Honestly, if I look at my Facebook page, 
I think more than 80%, and that's even a very conservative estimate, I think more than 80% of my friends are Toastmasters from all mm -hmm. over the world. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing that keeps me coming back. That's one thing that keeps me excited, saving up for the next international convention to see my friends and yeah. hopefully to meet some of the new friends I've met online and see them in person. So that's definitely one of the reasons. The other one is that there's a lot of fulfillment. I learn new things, I set goals, and I, I meet them. And let's face it, I've already had three distinguished Toastmaster awards, but it's still fun to receive that plaque. And so there's a lot of fulfillment that happens at Toastmasters, and Pathways is going to help even more with that. And third, I think we're fun. And I've said to people, once Toastmasters stops being fun for me, you won't see me. Thankfully, because I have managed to inject my expectations with whatever clubs I join, whatever areas, districts, or whatever I'm involved with in Toastmasters, I've made it very clear it has to be fun. When it's not fun, then it's not worth doing. People don't learn when they're not having fun. So those three, the friendships, the fulfillment, and the fun, that's what keeps me coming back, and that's what will keep me staying. I always say I'm a lifer. You will stay with us and uh, come back in the third section of the show uh, to talk a little bit about online clubs and advanced clubs. We'll see you again in the next section. Okay, welcome back to the third section of the show. And as we said before, we have Michelle Albalim in the studio. Well, not actually in the studio with us. <laughs> a few thousand miles away and by the power of the internet. And as we mentioned last week, we recorded the whole show on the Zoom cloud conferencing app, which is being used by most of the online clubs. And I think, Michelle, you are almost a founder member of the clubs that use Zoom. Yeah, well, I'm actually a member of seven clubs, three of which are 100% online and four are what you call blended clubs. In other words, clubs that have a physical location but also allow online attendees. And of these seven, six of them use Zoom. There's only one that uses another online platform. That's good. Well, certainly I've been very impressed with the Zoom app. It seems to be very easy to use, very friendly, and very easy for members to learn. Yes, that's very true. And I am what I've always told people, I am what you call a DDIR. I am a tech dummy in remission. So <laughs> I am not a tech person. I am not in any way tech savvy. But I have been Zooming around the world and I've been helping people to use Zoom. I, we even had our Christmas, our family Christmas reunion partly through Zoom. My, my son was in Canada and one of my kids was somewhere else and so they zoomed in and we had our family reunion. <laughs> that's, that's great. <laughs> but then, you know, it's just a, a rather better version of Skype. That's the way I look at it. Skype had its day and I think it's been overtaken by something that is far more user-friendly and far easier to use overall. Yes, and in fact, I conducted obviously an informal survey on the Toastmasters International Facebook page. I posted a the poll and I listed several online platforms. Initially, I listed them in alphabetical order. So I had Skype, I had Zoom, I had WebEx, GoToMeeting, Chime, and a couple of others. But 
once people started answering, obviously the most frequently checked option started going up. And Zoom was by far, I think, five or six times, seven times even more preferred than the next one, which was, I think it was GoToMeeting, but very distant second. Skype was, I mm-hmm. think, down to third or fourth. There's a question which I'd like to ask you, and I don't know if, you, if this is within your experience, but we have one potential corporate club in our division here which cannot produce enough members to charter but has other offices in other locations. And I'm just wondering, have you had any occasions where you've had more than two locations with multiple members in each location attending as in a Zoom fashion. Yes, actually, the newest, the new, the most newly chartered club in District Seven, is is that sort of a club. It's called uh, Toast of Old Town or something like that, and their main office is in Portland, Oregon, but they have members in Atlanta, Georgia, and I believe in Dallas, Texas, and uh, a couple of other places around the U.S. So that's exactly what they do. They meet, their main meeting point is in Portland, and then they have people zooming in from a room in Atlanta, Georgia, a room in Dallas, and I think mm-hmm. a room in, it might be New York or somewhere on the East Coast. It works, it works really well. So far, my experience has all been with individuals rather than a collection of people in a room. But I guess when you have a, a hybrid club, that for the people who are Zooming in, they, of course, are going to be seeing a room full of people. They're not going to have the ability to highlight the speaker, for example, as you do when you have individual people Zooming in. Okay, I'm trying to think of how that... What would happen is whoever has the computer or who has the controls could click on speaker view... It could be that all three of them are sitting in one room with just one computer. Yes. Or it could be the three of them are sitting in one room with three computers. Yes. So if if they have just Mm. one computer, then whoever is closest could do the highlighting. If there are three computers, then they could all do their own setups. So Zoom allows each individual device. So if there are three people crowding around a device, then they would have to agree amongst themselves if they want gallery view or speaker view or whatever settings they want. Yes, that's something we'll have to experiment with. Can you give me a little bit more of your experience with uh, the starting up of hybrid clubs? I'm more interested in the hybrid club than the the online club, the, the totally online club, because I think there's, whilst they have their place in this part of the world, most people would be more interested in a hybrid. I'm guessing, I'm, I'm probably open to challenge on that. But Yes, well, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry to interrupt you. It's no, just because I'm ahead. so eager to agree with you. <laughs> I'm, I have, like I said, seven clubs, three online and four hybrid. And the only reason I only have four is because I'm still working with other clubs. All those four are clubs that I've helped to add online attendance. And I've stayed with them as a reward for, for adding online attendance. Sure. So I, right now at this point in time, I know around the world, 
there aren't that many clubs that have online attendance. I think it's partly, and I say this with respect for district leaders because I'm a former district leader myself, I know many district leaders do not yet fully understand the difference between online clubs and on-site districted clubs with online attendance. I have been told countless times, oh no, we don't deal with online clubs because they take away members from a district. And I understand. And I have to explain to them, we're not talking about online clubs. We're talking about clubs in your districts, in your divisions, in your areas, adding members because they are allowing members to attend online, increasing membership, strengthening membership. And then their eyes light up and they go, oh, really? Tell us about it. So yes, eventually, my view is that it would be clubs with online attendance that would really take those masters to the next level, not online clubs. And I, I know this is controversial. The people who love online clubs think it's the wave of the future. I love online clubs, but I think it is the online attendance for districted clubs that would really make a huge difference. Like you said, there would be members in different districts who could then continue attending or who could travel and still not miss their meetings. So I'm a big fan of online attendance for districted clubs. I think there is a big difference in atmosphere between an online club and a bricks and mortar club because you don't have the, let me put it another way, because all you're, you're seeing basically is somebody sitting at a desk in front of a computer or a laptop or a, an iPad or something, and you just see their head. People tend to give speeches from that point of view, that they just sit there, rather than getting up and walking around and using a stage area as we do in a bricks and mortar situation. So what I would like to see with a hybrid club is that the, 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 the online attendees at that club do continue to mm -hmm. act as if they were in the bricks and mortar meeting place. That's a great point. I do want to say that there are people in online clubs that do that. One of them, Misako Yoke in Washington State, she, I guess she pioneered it and then everybody else who's doing it now went along because they saw she was doing it. She would stand back and so you saw her entire body movement. Yeah. And we have Graham Kearns doing it and there are several people doing now. I, a funny thing is I haven't. I should. So next time I'm going to do that. So yeah, there are more and more people in online attendance modes who are leaving their desks or their laptops and standing away and actually gesturing and doing yes. everything that a, a physical a club in a physical situation would be doing. Sure. Of course, one of the challenges is to get good audio. And I happen to have uh, radio mics, so it's easy for me, but most people that's uh, out of their uh, their pocket. But so to get aud good audio when you are moving away from your computer is more difficult. That is true. I've also taken that as an opportunity. And I think it's even with the some of our blended clubs, it's an opportunity to learn to project better. I know it's a crutch. Like right now, I'm using a headset because of the the electric fan that's turning here in this room with me. But I've also discovered that if I don't have a headset and I know that I have to project, then my voice actually gets stronger. 
and and one of our hybrid clubs has that experience we we are a very very unsophisticated hybrid club so the only thing in the room is a device sometimes it's a tablet there's nothing else there's no condenser mm -hmm. mic the pickup of audio is just that little tiny tablet and tablets are not famous for, for sure. audio pickup. So everybody in the room has learned to project. And I've noticed that one of our members who used to speak so softly that when I was sitting in the same room, a few chairs away from him, I would have a tough time listening to him. Now I can hear him on the audio of the computer. So he has learned to project. I'm afraid we've run out of time. So, Michelle, it uh, just remains to me to say thank you very, very much for the time you've given us. And uh, I look forward very much to meeting you again in Par Excellence Toastmasters, which is holding its initial meeting on the 9th of April. And I believe you have uh, said that you want to become a charter member, which is fantastic Absolutely. news. Absolutely. So I'll have to say goodbye for now, and we'll see you again soon. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Talkers.com and our Facebook page is the talk show for talkers. Ted, we are going to delve a little bit deeper into pathways. Excellent. We did a little bit last week. We rushed through all the various paths that you can choose. Mm -hmm. So I think what we ought to do is to go through them one by one and look at each individual path in a lot more detail. How does that sound? That sounds good. And do you know that um, Patricia O'Reilly is putting on a webinar yes, this I've coming Saturday I've at 10 o'clock tomorrow I morning? I have signed up for it, Ted. Yeah, same here. Yeah, good, good. So that's going to be interesting. Okay, so the first path that we're going to look at is dynamic leadership. Now, the, I don't know why that particular one is the first. There don't seem to be any in any particular order, but that's the first one on the list. So we'll follow the, we'll follow the order, let's okay. say. Now, as we mentioned last week, the projects one, two, and three for level one are the same in every path. So we don't need to go over that again. Level two has three projects, which are three speeches, and the speeches are five to seven minutes unless otherwise stated. Project one is the same in all paths, which is an introduction to Toastmasters mentoring. Give a speech about learning from any mentor in your life. That's an interesting that's one. That's a good one, yeah. And it's interesting that's the same in every path. Mm. And projects two and three are unique to your path. So under dynamic leadership, we have understanding your leadership style. Now, actually, that appears in most of the paths. There's only, I think, one or the most two which that doesn't appear in. And the, the next one is understanding your communication style. Again, that appears in two or three. But obviously that's particular to the ones where communication is part of the path. <coughs> and level three is increasing knowledge. Again, speeches of five to seven minutes unless otherwise stated. And again, they show some which allow more freedom in your speech topic. So back to dynamic leadership. Negotiate the best outcome is project one. Give a speech about a negotiation you've done or will do. And there is a negotiation goal setting resource available. Then projects two and three are electives. 
And these are the same selection for every path, but there's a fair number of them. So let's quickly run through them. Active listening, and that is being a table topics master uh, with a comment on each speaker. Mm. No additional speeches required. So that's uh, a little bit extra for as a table topic. Normally a table topic master doesn't actually do anything other than give out the, the topic. Yes. Here you're expected to to give some comments. Connect with storytelling. Give a speech that tells a story, real or fictional. Mm-hmm. Connect with your audience. Not available as elective if, if required in your path. Okay, so there, that in some of the paths, that is a required thing. So you obviously, if it's a required okay, thing, right. it's not elective. Yeah. Give a speech on something unfamiliar to your audience. Observe audience reaction and adapt it as you go. So these are quite challenging. They are actually, that's interesting, yeah. 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 But this is level three, so you know, we're getting to a, a higher level. And I'm, I'm guessing, though, we have to see this in practice, but that level three is beyond CC. I think CC is either level one or level one and two. Not quite sure where the equivalent, if there is an equivalent, falls. But level three is certainly uh, up so to, it will up be to, like an advance. To be yeah. in advance, advanced I see. Speech. I see. Yeah. Okay, continuing through, creating effective visual aids. Give a speech using visual aids. Well, we've seen that, of course, okay. in, in CC. Deliver social speeches. Give two different three to four minute social speeches at separate meetings. Mm. And additional materials as a social speech basics resource online. Effective body language, again, not available if, as an elective if it's required in your path, but give a speech with movement and gestures. Practice on video and seek feedback beforehand. And if no video device, you can use a mirror. Next one is focus on the positive. For two weeks, keep a daily record of your positive and negative feelings your efforts and gratitude, your choice of a speech or a two-minute report, two to three-minute report, and there's additional materials, project completion form. Okay, we're halfway through this particular list. Next one, (coughs) inspire your audience, give an inspirational speech. CC10. CC10, yes. Mm -hmm. Next, make connections through networking. Again, Mm -hmm. not available as an elective if required in your path. Attend a networking event, give a speech about it. Ted, you were just telling me that you're doing a networking event. I'm doing a 10-minute presentation in the morning to a networking group that I'm with. So so this would be a great um, learning tool for me. (laughs) I think you might um, look for credit against uh, this path if you happen to choose this path. Mm -hmm. And there's additional materials. Prepare, Prepare to network resource project completion form. Uh, give a speech about it. So you've got to give a speech about your experience and questions that I was asked after. Yes, Yes, excellent. Prepare for an interview. Answer questions in a five to seven minute role play interview at a club meeting. Mm. Can be a job interview or an expert interview. Um, Prep your interviewer using included resource, which is identifying your skills worksheet, interviewer instructions resource. Excellent. Okay. Using descriptive language. <coughs> Give a speech using descriptive language. <laughs> using presentation software. 
give a speech using presentation slides, mm-hmm. and understanding vocal variety, give a speech using vocal variety. So it's interesting. It's a lovely there's quite a, there's quite a mixture in there because some of these are, are just straight back to this competent communicator manual, mm-hmm. and some of them are way into Slight the advanced. The advanced. Yes, yeah. yeah. Like we we, de- we we had the pleasure yesterday of watching a speech that was being given by one of our members in Division A, Kevin Gartland. Yes. And that was really a beautiful descriptive speech. It was. It was. It was a very good The language that was used was superb. It was. So we're on to level four. Level four is building skills. So we're we're definitely going into the, the higher levels now. And you've got two projects, two to three speeches, plus two medium to large leadership activities. Many of the leadership activities may be completed for work or other organisations. Managing change under dynamic leadership. Create a change management plan, real or hypothetical, past or present, and present it in a speech. And there is a resource there. Uh, Prepare for change worksheet and write a communicative, communication presumably, Mm -hmm. plan resource. That's a wonderful opportunity as well. I I work in an industry where the culture is something we have to try and change. Sure. Health and safety, we have to change the culture. So there's a great opportunity there. Very much so. Very much so. Then project two is an elective and the list of electives is a bit shorter than in the previous one. Uh, Create a podcast, record a 60 minute of podcast content a bit like what we're doing now. Mm-hmm. Play a five to ten minute segment for your club and introduce it with a two to three minute speech. So the total time is seven to thirteen minutes. Next is building a social media presence. Start a new social media presence or enhance a current one, personal or professional, as long as you have a goal in mind and give a speech about it. Additional materials are project completion form. Write a compelling blog. Post at least eight blog posts in a month. You may choose to have club members evaluate it and give a speech about it. And there is a blog evaluation form, project completion form. Manage online meetings. Conduct a 20 to 25 minute online meeting or webinar with visual aids for fellow Toastmasters. So it's all very interesting. It's, it's challenging. <laughs> challenging, yeah, definitely. Mar, you and I have a huge <coughs> advantage because we're you're you're we're already, starting we're an already online doing. club. We're doing the blogging <laughs> and we're doing the the, the radio yes, show. Yeah, yeah. Manage projects successfully, and managing a difficult audience, and public relations strategies. So they are, they actually come from other paths. Okay. Right. So, and then. Question and answer session, give a speech on something you are knowledgeable about, followed by Q&A, total time 15 to 20 minutes. So we're, in, we're definitely getting into the, much, the, the higher echelons here, which is as it should be because, you know, level challenge, four. Challenge, yeah. yes. Level five has three projects, three to four speeches, varies in length, and two medium to large leadership activities. So under dynamic leadership, it's lead in any situation. Take on a leadership role for at least six months, have your peers do a 360 degree evaluation of your leadership and give an eight to 10 minute speech about your experience. And there's an evaluation resource there. Project two is elective. Uh, You have a choice of ethical leadership, define your ethical framework, then plan and moderate a 20 to 40 minute panel discussion with Q&A about ethics. 
a high-performance leadership project, which is much uh, the same as the present path, mm -hmm. leading in your volunteer organization, which is serving leadership outside of uh, uh, Toastmasters or within Toastmasters is up to you. Prepared to speak professionally, lessons learned, moderate a panel discussion, a 20 to 40 minute uh, panel discussion on any topic, can be outside of Toastmasters, with uh, project completion form there. And then project three is the same in all paths, reflect upon your path and give a 10 to 12 minute speech about your experience completing your path. So I know we've just chosen one path which happened to be dynamic leadership. What we'll do in future weeks is we'll, uh, we'll go through the other paths, but having covered the electives, we don't need to go back on those. Again. I like the way that the education comes through the job building and what you've done already. Well, I'm afraid that's our time up again, so it just leaves to say goodbye, and, and we'll see you again next week. And goodbye for me. Bye. Bye.